follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. See, when was the last time you prayed that God would restore your hearts? When was the last time you prayed that God would restore your heart and give you a renewed spirit, one that listens to him, one that desires to follow his commands, one's, or one that desires to do what he asks? When was the last time you prayed for a restored heart and a renewed spirit? But he continues on in verse 11. And he says, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. This carries the idea of being removed from service. You know, King Saul was removed from being king because of his sin. And so David is asking, Please do not dispose of me as well. You know, he, we may not lose the Holy Spirit within us. When we receive the Holy Spirit, He is in us. He comes and He dwells in us. But our sin can lead to us not being included in the service of the kingdom. And we don't want to lose what we are supposed to do because we are letting a life of sin get in between. And then He goes into verse 12 and He says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant a willing spirit to sustain me. You see, it all comes down to this for David. In order to truly experience that forgiveness, to experience that past joy he once had in the Lord, he needed God to come in and bring him this inner renewal. And you see, God can change your life. He can renew you. He can bring you that joy that you once had when you first accepted him. Man, I remember the day I became a Christian, and I remember the joy that I felt when I gave my life to him. And I know all the times that I've stumbled and I've fallen and the pain that it fills to sin against God. And we should have that desire. I want to remember that joy that I once had when I gave my life to you. And God can change your life and he can renew you and bring that joy back into your life. Psalm 23.3, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. No, you see, it wasn't enough for David to just repent. No, he wanted full renewal. And so I would ask the question to you this morning, what does your, what does your prayer life look like when you've sinned? What does it look like when you've stumbled? Because far, for far too many of us, when we make a mistake, when we stumble, when we fall, when we sin, our prayer is simple. It's, sorry, God. Maybe I'll try to do better tomorrow when we just move on. But you see, it's not about just repenting of our sins. It is seeking full renewal. It's trying to not just ask for forgiveness, but it's also transformation and renewal. We want a new heart. We want a new spirit. We want a clean heart. We want to make sure that we are living for him after we repent. So it's not just enough to say, God, forgive me. It also requires renewal a life that is changed, inward change, to go and live for him. And then in verses 13 through 19, he gives us the third part of this prayer that we could learn from, and it's, it's this. If the first part is to repent, the second part is to ask for renewal, the third part is to respond. How we respond after we confess is important. He's repented, he's asked for renewal, and now he makes this worthy response, and he's filled with praise and promises for what God has done in his life. And so in verses 13 through 15, it says this, 
Then I will teach transgressors your way so that the sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. So let's look at the things he says here in verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your way so that the sinners will turn back to you. David is saying, with this forgiveness that you have given to me, I am free to speak up for you, to tell people what you have done, and bring them back to you. How often is that our response when we've been forgiven? Man, God, you've done something amazing in my life. So do you know what I want to do? I want to go and tell people what you've done for me so that they will turn to you as well. That forgiveness we have, it enables us to speak up. You see, it's hard to tell people about Jesus if we have sin in our life that is keeping us fully from living for Him. If we are stuck in our sin, just remembering what we have done wrong, it is hard to praise Him fully. And that's why verse 14 is important. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. If David's sin is always in front of him, if it's always just a picture flashing in his head, it's going to be hard to tell people about him. And so what does he say? God, I will tell people about what you've done for me, but please remove this guilt from my mind so that I can speak up fully. It's hard. It's hard to share when our sin is making us silent. And this is why it's important that we lay all of this at the feet of God because God is a God who has given us forgiveness. 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And we need to understand this. We need to understand God's forgiveness. We need to understand this forgiveness of our sins for two main reasons. One, because people need to hear about Jesus and they need to know what he has done in our lives. And if we are silenced by sin, it hinders those around us who need to hear the gospel. It's our responsibility to share the gospel with people. And if we have let sin silence us, we fail at our job to make him known. And the other reason, it's hard to worship him fully, to declare his praise if we are silenced by our sin. Do you ever feel this? Like, man, I just really, really want to pour my heart out before God. I just really want to worship him with everything I have. I just want to give him everything that is within me, but I just don't have the desire. I don't have the will. I don't have the strength because I am being held down by this guilt that I carry. Do you ever feel that? See, here's the thing. This goes away when we lay these things at his feet. We are free to worship him fully when we lay our sins at his feet, knowing that he forgives. And then verse 16 and 17, and these are two of my most favorite scriptures in all of the Bible. And this is what it says in verses 16 and 17. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. No, my sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. These are powerful words from King David here. 
You see, it's not about the outside works that we do. It's not about the things we do on the outside thinking that these are enough to atone for our sins. I mentioned it earlier. We can work and we can work and we can work and we can work, but that is not what God is after. No, God wants us to come to him with a heart that is remorseful, a heart that is broken about our sin. You know, I was talking to a couple of different people this week, and one of the things that I, I thought of when I was reading through Psalm 51 is, man, sometimes I just don't take my sin seriously. And I think we all kind of struggle with that. We don't take our sin seriously. We're not brokenhearted. We don't feel upset about the things that we've done. And we just so quickly say, God, I'm sorry, and we move on. And there's no brokenness. There's no remorse. There's no heartache in our sin. And so we, we just move along like it's not a big deal. And yet David is saying here, God, what you really desire is a broken spirit, a broken heart. You want people who are torn up about their sins, who all they can do is just give them to you because they're just heartbroken. I think of this story in Luke 18, verses 10 through 14. It says that two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and he prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even this tax collector. Man, what a guy. You see him, I am not like him. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. Man, I am just better than this guy in every way. I'm better than robbers, evildoers, adulterers. I'm better than them all because I fast twice a week, or twice a week and I give a tenth of all I've got. I am good. Thank you, God, for me being me. I am good. And then verse 13, the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, David could have offered a sacrifice, but he knew that the sacrifice that God truly desired was a heart that was holy, that hated sin, and wanted to live for him. You see, it's not about all these things we think that we can do to make things right with God. No, what God desires from us is a heart that is broken by our sin. Because when we come to him with a broken heart, he sees our genuineness. He sees our actual desire to live for him. He sees a heart that is holy and one that is not just about us. That is what he desires. And in verses 18 and 19, just amazing verses to me. It says, May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous. And burnt offerings offered whole, then bulls will be offered on your altar. He ends his prayer, his confession, in which he's asked for, in which he's repented, he's asked for renewal, he's responded. And how does he close this? By praying for others by praying for others. Rebuild Jerusalem. Help them to recognize their sin and turn back to you as well. There's something amazing about a person who has 
been asking God to change his life, and now he's going to ask, don't just change my life, but change the life of these other people. Remind them who you are. Rebuild Jerusalem and bring them back to you. We've talked about repentance. We've talked about renewal. And as we finish up, we will talk about how we respond. You see, if God has cleansed your life, if God has renewed you, tell others about what he has done. Make it known what God has done in your life. And there are stories that people in this building can share about what God has done in their life. And you know what they do now? They're telling people about what God has done in their life. We all have testimonies. We have stories about what God has done for us, to us, through us. We need to make him known. If we have been renewed, if we have been restored, we have a responsibility to respond. To lift others up. To help those who are struggling in sin as well. And to turn people to him. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up, I think. I, d- I don't know if any of it's working, but we'll... And as they're coming up, I want you to look inside and ask, what sin is on your heart this morning? What is it that you have been carrying this morning? What is it that you have been struggling with that you are letting take over your life, take over your heart? What sin is it in you that is keeping you from telling people about his good news? What is in you that is keeping you from fully worshiping him? This morning, if you have something that is in your heart, it is time to let it go. Confession is good for the soul. Repentance is good for the soul. Bringing it before God is good for the soul. And I love that David is so open, so honest with God in Psalm 51. He's crying out. He's begging God, please cleanse my heart. Please blot out my inequities. Please wash me white as snow. Make me clean. Give me a new heart. Give me a new spirit. Do all of these things because God, I just want to be with you. Man, that is the prayer that we should be praying. David's prayer here in Psalm 51 is a masterpiece in repentance. And are we coming before him? Are we appealing to the, the cross, asking God for forgiveness to please give us what we don't deserve? Are we confessing our sins? Are we telling him about our transgressions or our mistakes or our sins that we've committed against him? Are we laying these acknowledgments about our sin at the feet of God? And are we seeking renewal? It's not just one thing to ask God to forgive you. It's to be rebuilt. It's to, to have that joy, to have that clean heart within you. I'm sorry, it's not enough to just say, God, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll do better tomorrow. No, we should seek renewal. And then we respond. When you feel that forgiveness in your heart, when you feel that weight leave your shoulders, you tell people about him. You tell people what God has done for you. And so this morning, maybe you're here and you're holding on to some kind of sin. You're holding on to something that you've struggled with. You're holding on to a life that you know is not going to bring fulfillment. It's time to let it go. It's time to lay it at his feet. Stop holding on to this sin. 
because it is hard to be honest with God. It is hard to praise God. It is hard to tell people about God if you are living a life that God has not yet cleansed or washed or renewed. So it's time to let these things go and lay them at his feet. And so this morning, as we get ready to sing, I'm asking if you, if you need to spend time talking with God, please do so. If you need to come up here and pray, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to talk with you. The elders here would love to pray with you and talk with you as well. And as we sing this song this morning, if you need to, to sit and pray, do so. If you want to pray while you stand, do it. This morning, it's time to come clean with God. It's time to lay our sins at his feet. It's time to be honest with him. It's time to tell him, man, I'm sorry for what I've done, but please rebuild me, renew me, restore me, cleanse me, make me new again so that I can be a witness for you. So if you have a decision this morning, I pray that you would make it as we stand and we sing. Cause me now. 